Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Revelation 6. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would understand more, that we would understand you more, understand your word and your plan. We pray that we would realize that you are in control, that everything is in your hand. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Revelation 6. And I watched when the Lamb opened one of the seven seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying, like the sound of thunder, Come! And I looked, and behold, a white horse, and the one seated on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering, and in order that he might conquer. And when he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, Come! And another horse came out, fiery red, and it was granted to the one seated on it to take peace from the earth, and that they would slaughter one another. And a large sword was given to him. And when he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature saying, Come! And I looked, and behold, a black horse, and the one seated on it had a balance scale in his hand. And I heard something like a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not damage the olive oil and the wine. And when he opened the fourth seal, I heard a voice from the fourth living creature saying, Come! And I looked, and behold, a pale green horse, and the one seated on it was named Death, and Hades followed after him. And authority was granted to them over a fourth of the earth, to kill by the sword, and by famine, and by pestilence, and by the wild beasts of the earth. And when he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slaughtered, because of the word of God, and because of the testimony which they had. And they cried out with a loud voice, saying, How long, holy and true Lord, will you not judge and avenge our blood, from those who live on the earth. And to each one of them a white robe was given, and it was said to them that they should rest yet a short time until the number of their fellow slaves and their brothers who were about to be killed as they had been were completed also. And I watched when he opened the sixth seal, and a great earthquake took place, and the sun became black like sackcloth made of hair, and the whole moon became like blood. And the stars of heaven fell to the earth like a fig tree throws down its unripe figs when shaken by a great wind. And the sky was split apart like a scroll that is rolled up, and every mountain and island were moved from their place. And the kings of the earth, and the most important people, and the military leaders, and the rich, and the powerful, and every slave and free person hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains. And they said to the mountains and to the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of the one who is seated on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb, because the great day of their wrath has come, and who is able to stand? Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. In chapter 4, we had God the Father introduced on his throne with the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders around him. Then in chapter 5, we had God the Son introduced as the Lion of Judah, 
and the lamb that was slain. We were introduced to the scroll that has the seven seals, and only the lamb is worthy to open the seals. So now, in chapter 6, he starts to open those seals. It is very dramatic now, as instead of waiting for all the seals to be broken and the scroll to be unrolled, as each seal is broken, something happens. So, after the first seal is broken, one of the four living creatures calls for someone who arrives on a white horse. He has a bow and a crown, and he goes out conquering. Because of the white horse, some people have suggested that this is Jesus, but more likely it represents a mighty ruler on the earth. Then, with the second seal, a red horse with a rider shows up and is given the ability to cause war. This sounds like world war or civil war. With a conqueror, you can submit in order to gain peace, but with this type of war, you just have to wait until peace is restored. I'll just note that John is referencing the four horsemen of Zechariah chapter 1 with these four horsemen. Perhaps also John is referencing Ezekiel 7, where God mentions judgment on the four corners of the land. The third seal brings a black horse with a balance scale. Then one of the living creatures mentions some prices for food, and they are very high prices. A denarius was a day's wage for a working man. So these prices mean a working man is not going to be able to feed his family. So this horseman represents famine, the lack of food. The fourth seal brings a pale horse, and he gets authority to kill people by all different means, including pestilence, which today we would call a pandemic. We aren't so worried about wild beasts today, as much as people were in the past, but they are included here in the ways people will die. Then the fifth seal doesn't seem like so much of a judgment on the earth as the four that came before it. We see the souls of those who have been killed for God, and they are crying out for justice, for vengeance. But God is not going to avenge their blood quite yet. There are going to be more killed for God before that happens. But God is comforting them. They are under the altar, which indicates that they were sacrificed. At the tabernacle in the temple, they would pour out the blood, so it is as if these people were sacrificed and their blood ran down under the altar where it is crying out. I'm reminded of what God said about the blood of Abel crying out to him from the ground. Abel was the first person in the Bible to be killed for following God. And it is just that God should avenge their deaths. But God is working out his plan, and it is not time yet. When we saw the four horsemen before, we might have thought that God was avenging their blood. But we learn that God was not. So perhaps this seal is even more ominous. Then the sixth seal brings an earthquake, and then even more scary language. This is bringing together word pictures from several Old Testament prophets, Isaiah, Joel, and Hosea. This may be dramatic language for an eclipse, a volcanic eruption, and it started with an earthquake. It does sound like the end of the world here, and probably would feel like it as well. And it may well be referring to the end of the world. When it happens, clearly the people on the earth understand that it is judgment from God. And now for a deeper dive. If you were hoping that I was going to give you the definitive answer to what all of the prophecies mean in the book of Revelation, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that. Many people who are smarter and more knowledgeable than I am, and who love God, have come to different conclusions about this book. So it would be foolish for me to tell you that I have the final answer for you. 
I'll try to give you some broad ideas of different interpretations. But I think if you dig into these interpretations, you will find that there are a lot of different ideas under each broad view as well. The first general category of interpretation would be to say that Revelation is not predicting any specific things. It is just painting some general pictures of problems in the world and that Jesus wins in the end. Then there is the view that Revelation is a picture of all of the events in history. Then there is the view that Revelation speaks about specific events in history, but that for the most part, these events have already happened. For example, that the whole book is talking about AD 70, when the temple was destroyed, or that the book is talking about the Roman Empire and the Roman Catholic Church and how it corrupted the true worship of God. Then there are views that the book is referring to specific events that have yet to happen. People who prefer very literal interpretations will generally be drawn to the future view because Revelation uses some very vivid word pictures that have certainly not happened yet in those very literal ways. Let me just suggest some things to think about. Do not expect that the book of Revelation is giving you a timeline. Don't assume that chapter 9 physically happens after chapter 7. It may, but not necessarily. Remember in 1 John how John didn't cover one topic at a time and finish each topic before moving on? He kind of mixed the topics together. Revelation may be similar. There are lots of references to the Old Testament in the book of Revelation. That is very intentional. So, to really understand the book of Revelation, we need to look at these references, which, at a pace of one chapter per day in only a few minutes, we cannot possibly do. Revelation is helping us understand the whole Bible, and the whole Bible helps us to understand Revelation. The letters to the seven churches at the beginning of the book of Revelation is not disconnected from the rest of the book. While it is fun to read these exciting things and try to understand them, there is a purpose here. This book is written to encourage us to live holy lives when we understand how holy God is, and what he expects from us. And when we realize that it is going to be hard, but Jesus wins, and we want to be on his side. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.